Did you know that there have been eight video games released in the Harry Potter universe? The last being released in 2011. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 152. My name is Gareth Bryan, I'm going to be your host on my virtual left is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Oh, I win today. I'm I'm on the left. Obviously, that's the place to be. So Darren would tell us. Um, I'm I'm very well, thank you, Gareth. Good. Um, Good. Looking forward to talking to you and whoever else you've managed to press oh, gang into. I like it. On my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. Hey, dear Richard. Hello. I knew I was on the right today because I'm the only other person here, so I was prepared for it. <laughs> We've got no one opposite us. There's no fourth people. Uh, James is sick. Um, Darren's in Budapest. And I think Neil's in the pub. So, um, alcoholic problem. No, he isn't. Really. Yeah, he, he needs he needs to have some sort of intervention, I yeah. think. Um, how's your week been? Paul, what's your week been like? Uh, my week um, has been very dull so far. Um, it's just been all about the work. Um, I had lots of fun trying to track down a network problem at one of our branches. And it turned out that whenever one of the computers was turned on, it cut the entirety of the shop off from the internet. I've still got no idea why it was doing it, but I've had to throw it in the bin and get a new one. So yeah, that, that's, that's been the highlight of my week. Oh no, Paul. Oh no. Um, what about you, Richard? Better than that? Uh, also fairly quiet, but I did finally manage to get around to go and see Megan at the cinema this week. Mm. <clears throat> Good. I mean, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a, it feels like an old school horror and it just takes a while to get going. Um, but yeah, once, once it does get going, it's, it's all right. That's a good recommendation. It's all right. I was going to say, as good as that. Yeah, it's all right. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot. It's not massively long, but it's a bit slower. All right. Okay. I went to, I saw a horror over the weekend called uh, Sink a Marink. Sink a Marink. All one word. Uh, And it's on Shudder at the moment. On Amazon. For some reason, we got Shudder. And I heard some things about it, and I thought I'd give this a go. And it's quite an experimental piece of horror. Think Blair Witch, nothing like Blair Witch, but that kind of like very low budget kind of video stuff um, about two kids in a house and suddenly their parents disappeared. They're very young and there's some kind of presence in the house. And it, Like Christmas presents? No, like uh, something, something, <laughs> something terrible lurking oh, in the shadow. Right. Okay. Um, but it's very experimental. Stops, then. It's a very low budget. It's like $15,000 it got made on. Um, and sometimes it can be very, very scary. You know, that kind of thing when you're just looking at something in, in Blair Witches when she's facing, the guy's facing the wall at the end. It's that those kind of, rather than seeing a CGI ghost or something. There's a couple of moments we do remember. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. It could be half an hour. Um, 
it's a lot of long shots of just rooms with nothing going on. Um, but the sound's great. It's good to see an experimental piece of horror. I don't know if I would recommend this, though. It's a weird one, because I think it's like... I watched it with my partner. She just fell asleep for a bit. And then came back on and went, oh, it's still here. Yeah, it's still going on. <laughs> and, uh, and I was sort of like looking at it going, this is long. This is because it's just like some very kind of static shots. But I really I applaud the kind of like that experimental. I love the fact that it's made for fifteen thousand dollars. It's done quite well. Um, but really, if you like kind of like maybe found footage horror, maybe that kind of Blair Witch, something different. Give it a go. Sink Marink. Uh, Would you say that was on on Shudder? I think it's on Shudder. Yeah. I saw yeah. the trailer for it. and It did look very unusual. It's really. But I didn't unusual. know how I was going to watch it. Yeah, I might have a look for it. Yeah, um, good. We're going to talk about games because we've we've all been playing some games, haven't we? We've all been having a games week. Um, let's talk about. Let's go to Richard first of all. What do you want to talk about? Oh, um, that one did catch me off guard. <laughs> uh, I, I will talk about. There's one game that I can't talk about just yet that I've been playing quite a bit of recently, right. um, but I've put a review out in the past week or so for uh, a game called Tortuga, A Pirate's Tale, which I guess has come out to sort of ease ease people into the inevitable next delay for Skull and Bones. Um, but this is a almost like a pirate simulation game uh, where you create, create a pirate and are given a ship and have dreams of becoming um having having like this pirate dynasty almost where you've got various different captains all working for you basically okay um so you you set off on the on this disease it's all set around the classic pirate locations well in the name as well tortuga um you go to these various different ports um can pick up new crew members and, and captains that way. And then when you're out on the seas, uh, if you see a ship, you can go into a, a battle with it. And then this battle becomes like a turn-based affair. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, there's, <laughs> the, 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 there could be quite a lot of depth to it. Um, but the... The tutorials are just horrific, <laughs> and every time I went into port, so I, I I lost the battle quite early on, and then the crew got really angry at me. Um, so I went into a port to, to sort of address the balance. And the if you go to a tavern, then you can sort of divvy out the loot that you've got. But I realised that when I lost this naval battle, I lost all the loot. So I had, I had nothing to share out amongst my crew members, and they were very, very upset with me. Um, but then it just doesn't do a really good job of anything else, really. Right. Uh, there's lots of there's quite a few places that you can visit in the port. So there's a, a harbor master where you can upgrade the ship. Um, there's also uh, the the mayor. I think you can go visit the mayor and take on these like side side quests. For, for loot, or you can just decide to loot, loot and pillage the port if you if you wanted to. But it's just because it's also come out on PC. 
Mm. So I'm playing it on my on my TV, but I can't even read half the font. It's that small. Um, there's no accessibility options to try and increase the font size, and it's just not well optimized for consoles, really, which is a shame because it's from the same people that did uh, Port Royal and the Tropico series, which are supposedly like for simulation games quite well done for consoles, mm. but this doesn't feel like it at all. Oh, that's a shame. What would you give it? I think I gave it a two. Oh, that's slow. Yeah, even even the, even the turn-based battles got boring after a while. Uh, they're sort of so based on where your ship is. These grids, these grids will pop up, but it's just the same map each time. There's there's, a, there's occasional rocks that, that you need to dodge, but if you go in with your ship at full speed. It's all about the momentum then, so you can't then slow down fast enough to get a to get a shot away at the opposing ship. And it's just, it's yeah, very repetitive of the, of the turn-based battles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Thank you, Richard. Um, Paul, have you got anything to cheer us up after that? Um, well, I don't know about to cheer you up, but uh, <laughs> I can. Uh, this is not a game for you, Gareth. Okay. Um, it's called Raiden 4 X Mikado Remix. Oh my God. And basically, it's the Raiden series of games were um, vertically scrolling shoot 'em ups way back in the day. And what they've done is they've brought the fourth game in the series up to date by crossing it with this Mikado thing. It's never explained what Mikado is, but. Um, and then basically, they've just brought the game onto the console and it's 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 good um but you know what you're going to get it's a retro style from the 90s say arcade style vertically scrolling shoot 'em up um with perhaps the worst remixed music i've ever heard in my life um they've taken the original background music that was quite nice and remixed it but they've done it with somebody that has never remixed anything before obviously and yeah the music's awful um, oh, no. but other than that the rest of the game's quite good um it's properly 90s style hard as well right you know you can turn the volume right down to very easy say but the amount of bullets and everything that gets thrown at you is just bonkers um, and the only other problem I had with it is it's quite hard to see what's going on because all the sprites are kind of tiny. And when you get upgraded weapons, there's so much fire all over the screen. You can't see what's going on. It's just craziness. But other than that, not too bad. Um, I think I gave it a three and a half and the review's live on the site now. Ooh, good. They're hard, those games. I can't go. I can't this, play those This games. is why I said it's not for you. <laughs> not for me, no. I remember playing those. Um, I'm going to talk about a game, a um, small little game <laughs> called Hogwarts Legacy, which I got a copy of maybe a week ago, a week and a bit ago. And so the review's out on the site, came out on Monday. Um, it's out tomorrow. Um, people can get the 72 hours thing with the special deluxe if they want to so they'll be playing it already but it's out officially for everyone else tomorrow um, on Friday probably listening to today um, I really like this I had a feeling about this game and I was excited about it and I think 
maybe more exciting than anyone else here. <laughs> uh, maybe Richard, <laughs> Richard, had, Richard, me and Richard, had a, Richard had a thing. But it's a really good open world kind of adventure. You you start the game, you get your little straight away. You get your like this is your invitation to Hogwarts, and then you customize your character, give it a name, everything else, anything you want, and then you're on this journey, and you play this character who's who's coming into his fifth year at Hogwarts. And he's been he's been sort of mentored over the years before that by this one of the professors, uh, Professor Fig from the um, the college, the Hogwarts school. And you've got sort of this idea of this idea of this ancient magic that you you can do, so you can see things that no no one else can, like different pathways or like symbols that open doorways, or you can you can see mystic doorways to go in where no one else can and also with magic wise you have a special sort of magic attack and the the thing you're trying to find out is about you're trying to find out what is this ancient magic and you find this out by sort of going back into the history of hogwarts this is the main stories at the same time the goblins are rebellion this is very um chief goblin i think it's called rang rangkwa and he uh he's very magical indeed more than so that's a big surprise as well but at the same time that's the main story you go to hogwarts and you have to you know do the lessons and and learn your spells and, and train up and so you've got the hogwarts experience of being in the school as a fifth year and it's a kind of amazing kind of place then you can go out to hogsmeade which is the village nearby and then you've got this whole array of countryside outside as well um to explore so it has that really good open world thing. The world is really fantastic. It's, you know, the school itself is, you know, it has the sort of like the moving paintings from the film, which is really clever. Little secrets and hidden bits. Lots of side quests as well to do. You're walking around, it does feel really kind of magic. It has that Hogwarts feel. It's really, it's really fun. And lots of little kind of extra details here and there. Things to collect. Collectibles like any good open world. Like you could spend hours just doing that. Um, it's it's a long game. It's like a thirty-five to forty-hour story. If you just do it direct, if you're doing everything, it's like eighty-five or maybe eighty hours or something like that. Um, it's it's really good. I found the experience to be really smooth, and I had a really early copy, so that's before the day one patches. You know, like in open world, things go wrong all the time. Nothing really felt wrong. It didn't. Nothing went wrong. The spell casting, you learn these spells. Um, loads of spells and graduates of the game and then you can the combat itself is kind of basically throwing these spells but you can do different combinations so for example you might um, learn a levitation spell like you levitate someone in the air and then blast them with a almost like a fireball or something like that so you have different ways of, of fighting you can do dueling contests to practice um, yeah it felt really fluid and it felt, it felt at times like a mix of it felt at times like a bit like Red Dead <laughs> at times in the open world and sort of encountering things and a bit like the Assassin's Creed's most Odyssey games in its RPG level and up section. The great thing is like any of these things you have gear so you have like in every RPG you have gear to collect it gives you plus 20 on offense but the outfits are so brilliant it's not like you know normally you just get a different color bit of armor or something you know, suddenly I'm in a top hat and uh, pajamas <laughs> that have got a special magic. So every time you're having different outfits, it's like it really is a different outfit, a different costume going on. It's great for that, and I, I just made me smile. But it's it's great, and the good thing as well. The other thing, which I was kind of doing, you don't get that many fan. I mean, it's twelve plus. You don't get many open worlds like this that are just for family. You know, the big ones we think of are GTA, Red Dead. And, 
um, age two or something like that, or you big open world, but they're kind of at more um, 18s, aren't they? That's what they're talking So it does feel like it's a kind of a very good fan. I mean, I think Hogwarts kids and fans will, will love it, have a great time. Yeah. I think, Excellent. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I gave it a four and a half. don't know why I didn't give it a five. Something held me back, but four and a half. Do you, right. do you wish that you gave it a five? I don't know, actually. It feels like a four and a half for me. I don't know why I think this, but yeah, it feels like a four and a half. But it's very good. I think it's done well. Reviews have been pretty, you know, there's some highs and there's some sort of like sevens and tens and nines out of tens. So yeah. Um, any questions? Um, James has sent some in. Oh, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. Tell us about the combat. We've done that. Uh, what's your favourite spell? Oh, I like the vanishing spell. There's a vanish spell. I just love the way it kind of like you can make things just like door, like loads of chairs or doorways disappear. It's great. You can just and it does this great thing when it swirls and disappears into nothing. That's a really good spell. Which house are you in and why? Well, I was a bit confused, but this is a sorting house. You go into the sorting place straight away, and basically the sorting hat asks you loads of questions, and I ended up in. Um, I forgot the name of it. Gryffindor. Gryffindor? Yeah. Yeah, I ended up in that one. Um, but I didn't really know I was ending up in that one, but I was in there. Um, are there collectibles? Loads of collectibles, things to find, secrets to find, and can you fall in love? Were you? No, not really. <laughs> no. Um, but you have a little best friends and relationship. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Richard, you got any questions? You don't have to. Uh... No, um, I've I've watched a video of a guy just on his broomstick for an hour flying around the main world, yeah. and I was like, wow, this looks brilliant. But how? I guess my question is, how quickly do you get the broom? Because I think that's one of the first things I would like to do in it. It's not that far. It's it's a couple of hours in. I think you get the broom, right? Okay. Maybe two or three. Yeah, and it's very funny at the beginning of the game. You get to Hogwarts and they go, um, headmaster comes out, played by Simon. He goes, Quidditch is cancelled after the accident last year, and you go, all right, Quidditch is not in it. <laughs> well, there's still a Quidditch World Cup on the PlayStation 2. That's all right, yeah. Maybe Quidditch... I played. Yeah, maybe Quidditch would come back as a little DLC. Oh. Um, but yeah, I think you'll like it, Richard. Yeah, I think you'll really like it. I think it's good fun, yeah. good to open world. don't think Paul would do you like think it. That, do you think I'd like it, think given that I couldn't care less about... I think your boy, boy might like it. What a stuff... <laughs> Excuse oh, me. It's all right. Oh dear. Yeah, it's just the thought of having to spend money on the boy. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> it goes um, down a bit. You think he'd like it, do you? Well, does he like Harry Potter? That world? No, no, no. Don't get it to him. He's never, never really come across it. No, Harry Potter doesn't feature big in our lives. No, well, there you go. I mean, does it, I'm not. I'm not like a martyr. To, I mean, I'm a different age group, so it's like. Um, well, you're certainly a different age group I, to my 11 year old. Yeah, I am. So it's not, hasn't, oh, but I really enjoyed just being in an open world. It's nice. Good. Let's go to a second. Should we just do two games? What's the time? Yeah, we'll just do two games. It's not three. I don't think Paul's got three. Paul, what's your Hello. next one? We're going to you first, what's then we're going to Richard. Are we, are we going to me we're again? Um, you know how we're totally professional and everything in this. Hmm. Um, I'm just going to quickly look up what I wrote down because I can't remember. Um, <laughs> there we go. Yes. I'd like to talk about a game that obviously no one will ever forget called Broken Lines. Um, And it's a kind of, it's almost like a real-time strategy sort of thing, but kind of not. It's turn, you, you basically have a squad of guys 
it's set in the Second World War and the plane that you're on gets shot down and you find yourself in this hostile country where uh, everybody's out to kill you. Um, you know, it's just like going down Weatherspoons on a Saturday night. Um, now, what you can do with these guys is they've got various actions they can perform and you can tell them to move and, you know, shoot the enemies and this, that and the other. And it's it's turning out to be quite a good little game. I'm enjoying it. Hmm. It's properly hard, and if people die, then they're dead. So you've really got to look after your hmm. guys. It's a bit like the old uh, Fire Emblem games in that kind of sense. Um, it's not turn-based as such. You tell your guys to go somewhere, and then when they spot the enemy, you can tell them to do other things instead. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's very enjoyable so far. It's just a, an odd one to try to describe. I like those um, sort of permadeath things with games like that. It's kind of it's interesting, and that's the team, especially when the first person that died, and this is how I discovered permadeath, was the girl that had all of the healing ability. <laughs> so yeah, it was like a house of cards. After that, everything fell down. So. <laughs> was, she, was she called Aerith by any chance? No, she was called Haley. Haley, you know, because Haley, you know, they, they, um, as far as I'm aware, they didn't send ladies out with commandos in the Second World War from the British Army. But you know, modern day and all that kind of stuff, yep. she does. There you go. A minute silent for Haley. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Haley. We're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> good. Well, that sounds good, Paul. You like it? Average. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, okay. It's properly hard, and you need to be really, really careful. Um, but I'm, I'll be rewriting the review shortly, so keep an eye out for that, listener. Okay, good. Um, Richard, what's your second philosophy? What have you got? Um, I'm still playing God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> My God, we were talking about this in what in January, didn't we? Uh, I still um, can't play God of War. Oh no! But anyway, never mind. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it spoiler light for, for Paul's benefit if he ever does get around <laughs> to it. Um, but I'm now at the lake of nine again that that section where i'm looking for the norns i believe okay and yeah. i sort of I, about seven or eight hours previously to that i was really struggling with mm. with the pacing of the game um certainly picked up since then um i did have a quick look at a walkthrough though to see exactly where i was and I believe I'm just over halfway. <laughs> so I've still got a, a long way to go. Um, things things have started progressing more. I'm certainly enjoying it a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I do do just want to finish it now. You're right. You're right, long... sorry? No, you've got a long way to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not that I'm, I'm not enjoying it, but I'd, it's still, it's still a, just a bit too slow for me. Mm. Okay, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, well, good luck with that, Richard. Hopefully we'll get back to you in April. Or something June. Like I'm aiming for June. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see where we are. Um, I'm going to talk about final game of mine. I've just re- I, think, I think the review came out yesterday. It's called for a game called The Red Dress of Mira. And The Red Dress of Mira is by a developer called Tunk Bador, I think. So how you, I don't know how you say it. Um, now, I'm saying this. The Red Dress of Mira is all right. It's um, not one of his favourites, but it's okay. It has a beautiful. He's very good at kind of creating these kind of story worlds and beautiful kind of landscapes. But he's got lots of mechanics in this, and it's a bit 
ropey. Um, like pulling blocks is the worst abomination you've seen since PS1. Um, when no one moves, just someone like clinging onto a block, moving it. There's no move. Um, but he, this guy is really, I, I reviewed quite a few of his games. Look him up. He's, he spelled his first name T O N G U C. And he's a sort of like one person developer, and he's just, he's probably maybe got six or seven games on Xbox. And uh, on his Steam page, he's got loads of, you know, millions of lovely things. And he just makes his games. And he's interesting. I'm a big fan. I like him. Normally they're kind of walking sins. That's how he started off, which I'm really a big fan of. Um, really good love to it. When he's weird, really weird, it's great. At the moment, the last few games, he's trying to be quite straight. Do it straight out. And it's not so great then. Because you're competing with every other game there is. When it's odd and strange, it's a great game when you're sort of like traveling through different dimensions. That's good. But he's an interesting. It's really good to sort of shout out for kind of, especially people just, on their own, against the system, man, doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the red dressing mirror, it's all right. I think I gave it three. Um, good. Now, and we're going to go straight out of games into, we've got some experts, because I don't know anything about this world. The Nintendo Direct. Um, <coughs> he what? must be talking about you, Don't because <laughs> I, I ain't got a Scooby. I thought you've got a Switch. You've got a Switch, haven't you, Paul? There are two Switches in the house, but I'm not allowed to play with them. Oh. One is the wives and one you, is the boys. But you've played them before. You know what we're talking about with these. You know these games. I, I don't I know what these have, games are. I mean, yeah, you know who Nintendo are. I've, I've heard of them. Okay, good. Let's, um, let's start with... something to do with Sonic, yeah? Richard, what were the big... Let's do... What about five highlights, Richard? And then okay. we can ask you questions about it. Is that a good thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so this... It was the Nintendo Direct last night. I I, I watched it at 10 o'clock UK time. Mm. Um, and if I'm being honest, it was probably one of the weaker Directs for me personally. Um, mainly because what I was wanting on there wasn't on there. But as that's always the case with it. Yeah. Again, presentation, it feels like. Um, but it started off with news about Pikmin 4. Um, have you guys ever played Pikmin? No. Right. <laughs> you're, um, you're carrying this section. <laughs> it's really good. Honestly, I played the first one on the GameCube, and, and the first Pikmin was excellent. It's really, really good. It's like a deceptively difficult, um, it's like a strategy game. So you're 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 um you're an astronaut on a strange planet, and you counter these weird looking things called Pikmin, and the different coloured ones do different different things basically and you've got to find the parts for your ship and get back off the planet um but it's a lot better than i've just described it and anyway this fourth one is coming out now it's been a while since since pikmin was a thing really mm. um but we've got a release day of the 21st of july this year oh okay. and um qu quite looking forward to that because yeah it's been a while since i've played a pikmin game and they are very good games and am I right in saying, has it been quite a slow sort of year for the Switch with new releases? So this is there's quite a lot coming out now, isn't there? If from from this, yeah. So so one of the ones that I'll talk about in a bit has been got substantially delayed. Like it was only a few weeks before it was due to come out, um, but it got delayed because of the the war in Ukraine. So that's had to sort of go through a bit of a revamp. I think that was partly due to one of the characters in it being russian essentially right. so they've had to 
redo all that. Um, and yeah, I think this when you when you look at it now, Nintendo have got quite a busy calendar again. Mm. Well, that's good. Um, so I'm just I've got I've got the list of what was announced. I'm just trying to go through, through it right. now. Can um, I can I mention one? Go on, Paul. Do you want to mention I, I, I want Fashion to Dreamer? Do you know what? I, I almost do, but not quite. Um, I want to mention one game that I used to really enjoy, which was Bayonetta and mm. the new one, this Bayonetta um, thing. Bayonetta Origins, is it? I think yeah. Um, and I've watched the trailer for it, and I don't like it. Why, Paul? Because Bayonetta has always been a... Um, a proper, you know, action game where you, she's a witch and she's beating hell out of all these uh, angels and demons and everything else. And now it's all of a sudden turned into a, uh, um, it's turned into a kind of turn-based battle where she's not even called Bayonetta, she's called somewhere else. Um, and she can't do anything and she has a demon that does the fighting for her and it's just such a complete change around from the previous three games that I don't know. I think I'm a bit put off. I mean, the boy is a massive fan of Bayonetta as well, but whether he's going to uh, like this is a is another matter. Can he watch Bayonetta? It's a bit rude, isn't it? Can, can he watch it? <laughs> play it. You, you realise it's the game, yeah? It's not a film. Yeah. Um, yes, it's um, we allow him to play up to 16 rated games. Ah, good. Okay, like okay. Um So, yeah, Bayonetta is a 16, so it's like not that. so bad. No, it's <clears> not so bad. Um, okay, good, that's Paul. What have you got, Richard? Because I've got nothing. Um, <laughs> I'll quickly mention you in Metroid. <laughs> Ghost, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, because I think that's coming out on Xbox as well. Oh. Um, oh it's nice like... Um, yeah, go back to the Xbox. Um, so it's like a Capcom murder mystery series. It looks really unique, um, and this is a, a remaster of the first game. I honestly, I'd never even heard of it until last night, but it, it looks interesting, and I think it might be one for Gareth a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, do you think? Yeah. I, I I could mention another one as well. If please, you like. please, Paul. Um, one that I used to really love back in the days when I had a Game Boy Advance is uh, Advance Wars. Now, they're remastering the, the the two games. Is that right, Dobby? Yes. Yeah, this is what I was alluding to earlier with this one. Um, so quite looking forward to that because I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, Advance Wars is excellent. Um, uh, Sorry, Richard, go on. No, I was just going to say, yeah, this was due out end of 2021 originally. Um, then it got pushed to the spring, and then the the war in Ukraine happened. But that's why it's now twenty first of April. Right. Ah. <clears throat> and is it right, Metro Prime? I've heard of that. That's come, that that's been remastered and it's out now. Is that right? You just think that's a tram, though, don't you? To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, out digitally now. 3rd of March, I think, for physical releases here uh, a few weeks before in, in America. Um, I'm definitely going to pick that up. As we were saying in the, the Discord earlier, I've never played a Metroid game. Um, and this looks like a good starting point. Mm, good. 
And you are you are you a Zelda fan? So that's a everyone knows, but there was a new trailer for that, wasn't there? The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That's the big draw, mm-hmm. isn't it? You gonna play that? Yes. Uh, yeah, I played uh, the one before that I can't remember the name of, which mm. is Criminal. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I wouldn't say I wouldn't jump on board with it as much as other people did. I did really enjoy it, but Do I wouldn't you mean go Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, that's the one. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near my favorite game of all time. Right, but um, yeah, this this one looks to be a continuation of that. Uh, so yeah, I'll be picking it up definitely. Um, what were people disappointed? Were they disappointed with that there wasn't a new console, a new Switch Pro or Switch Two? That big? No, I, I, I think, I think a lot of people have started to realise that the the Switch is sort of coming to the end of its life, and it feels like um, a lot of this stuff is remasters and remakes of, of right. existing stuff. Um, I mean, there was there was the news about Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games going onto the Switch as well. Right. But you, you you do start to get the feel that it's sort not necessarily winding down because obviously it's still got Zelda and, and other mm. stuff coming out this year. But you feel like the summit around the corner. That's going to yeah yeah. Yeah, it does because because the original Breath of the Wild that was on the Switch, but also it was on the Wii, wasn't on the it? Wii, U, Wii, U, Wii U, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. I don't know how that ran on the Wii U. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. God, okay, good. Nintendo. Anyone else want to say anything about Nintendo? I know I had brilliant uh, insights yeah. into it. Um, good. Now let's talk about a couple of things. A couple more new things. Elden Ring live stream announced the twenty fifth of Feb. Woohoo! This. The big rumours the last couple of weeks is this big chunk of DLC that's coming. Do you think we're going to hear from it then? Paul, you're the Elder Ring. Um, I hope so. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. They, uh, they've they released DLC for most of the other um, from software games. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that this will be no different. Yeah. And that they'll bring us some more story stuff. Because there's still so much that you could do in this world, even though, you know, you've beaten the uh, the, the big bad and everything else. The well, actual, well, you know, <laughs> Paul some has. of us with, with skills <laughs> to pay the bills, you know, <laughs> rather than uh, just making it up as you go along. Um, yeah, um, I hope that there's going to be some DLC coming. I should hope that there will be. Um, and, yeah, I can't wait. I think it's good. Their DLC is really good as well, isn't it? It's like a big chunk when they do it as well. Like yeah, it is normally some good stuff. Yeah. So. And, that, and like you said, that world's great. It'd be great to <laughs> do something else in that world. But I've got to finish it. Richard, have you finished it? Yeah. No, no, no nowhere near. Oh, I goodness was sake. loving My... every second. I was as well. It's just when I got stuck on this one place, I was like, I can't call anyone in to help because it wasn't available at that point. So it was like, and I, I played so much and I just got that one bit. And now I've got to go back and I see it in my inbox. I think oh, I've got to go. I've got to go back. I will do. You've you've, yeah. you've got to go back. You've got to finish it. My eleven-year-old son has finished this game. <laughs> 
Tell you know, my 11-year-old son was so good at it that he was helping other people with the end boss. Oh, right. You know, he spent a lot of time just putting his sign down in front of the door oh, and uh, good. That's what I want. helping everybody else. So, you know, if you need an 11-year-old to hold your hand, Gareth. I think me. I do. I think I do. I'll take, I'll take anything. Um, right, I'll go back. Good. Elden Ring, that's good. Um, let's talk about, just really briefly, about the the Microsoft um, so basically, the this bloody Activision stuff that seems to be going on for ages and and spending the buyout that the UK are not granting permission for that. Well, uh, they've they've said that that's only a preliminary thing, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, but their 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 reasons isn't it to find they find it it weakens competition and it's bad for gamers. Yeah, it's a uh, load of nonsense, um, isn't it? What's your opinions about this, Paul? What's your opinions about this actor? I mean, I can, I I'll be honest with you. I don't care if they bought actors, and I really don't. I mean, it feels like it's gone on for so long. Don't bother with it. Get out of it. Yeah, it's 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 getting beyond a joke now, you know. Yeah. But I just wonder how much of this is down to Sony kicking up a stink because somebody wants to buy another studio. Um, because I can't see that it's going to be detrimental to competition in any way. Um, you know, the big thing with Activision is obviously Call of Duty. And they're, that's the biggest thing that they've got. Um, and there's no way in the world that you would make it exclusive to one system because you'd be cutting off 50% of your revenue stream. And mm. there's no company in the world going to do that. Mm. So... It just seems a bit daft to me that they're all saying, oh, it's going to be so bad for competition. It's not. It's nonsense. These people don't know what they're talking about, and it makes me cross. And that's really all I want to say before I start swearing. But but would they? I mean, this is the whole point of Microsoft. Would they buy it by Call of Duty and just keep it risky? I mean, they have said, haven't they, that it would be available. But in the long term, would it be more beneficial for xbox to have if they had attribution to have quality and go you can only get that on the xbox i mean in a way yes but then think about how much people spend on call of duty you know that it's it's a massive selling game on all the platforms why would you cut yourself off from all that extra money but you can say that about starfield you can say that about redfall you know, you could say about some of these other ones. It's, you know, Starfield are not going to have, um, they're going to lose their PlayStation money, which would be a big seller as well. Mm -hmm. I think the difference here, though, is that whereas Sony aren't necessarily buying developers as much as Microsoft seems to be. I mean, I know they bought Bungie and, and that. Uh, Sony tend to be buying exclusives, which... Is literally blocking those games off of other consoles, whereas Microsoft are buying the companies and doing doing the work with them to get those games on their consoles. Mm. Sony aren't necessarily doing the work beforehand. They're just like, oh, we, we hear you've got a new game coming out. Right, well, we want that exclusive for X amount of years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... I can't. I mean, what you don't want is just to go on and on into courts and appeals, and which I think it probably will do for a bit. And yeah, sorry. Go yeah, on. It's, it's. I was just going to say. I mean, it, with the amount of money that's being thrown around, they're not going to take no for an answer, if you like. 
So, you know, they are going to end up in court and it's going to end up in appeals and it's going to end up in, you know, even more money being spent and then mm. even more, um, you know, even more just not knowing what is going on. So, yeah, it's it's what? all a bit nonsensical well, to me. I've asked this question before. What else do what else does Activision do? What are they other? do loads of stuff, don't they? Um, yeah, Blizzard. World of Warcraft. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, that's all that as well. Don't yeah. they do Diablo as well, do they? Is that right? Or am yeah. I thinking uh, yeah. Starcraft. Uh, yeah. It's funny it's... that if it does go through, Crash Bandicoot will become Microsoft IP. Despite <laughs> having a PlayStation mascot. That oh. would be hilarious. Yeah, okay. Lots of stuff, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, we'll hear more and more about this other thing. Microsoft lay people off when they can afford to get these court cases. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, good. Um, we've got some little updates coming up. Paul's excited about Vampire Survivor update coming out, isn't it, Paul? What's, what's in this I've, update? Um, some stuff. I have to <laughs> be honest and say I've not done my homework on this one. I'm almost scared to turn the game back on just in case I get sucked into it again, you know. <laughs> I, um, I told you last time on the podcast I did, I've taken it off my console because I was too addicted did. to it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 almost in the same boat. I've got so many games for review now that I need to be playing okay. that I don't want to lose my life to uh, Vampire Survivors again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be great. There's new achievements been added and everything else I'm aware of, um, but I couldn't actually tell you what they content is yeah. i'm hoping that you've got the facts at your fingertips gareth oh no i can't i've got anything um it's uh <laughs> it's something about chaotic one or something like that yeah it's, it looks good um awesome richard <laughs> even more exciting the cholesterol protocol's got a hardcore mode coming out oh well God. and the reason the, the reason i put this on and it's really wound me up is this yeah so a few weeks ago they released new game plus which is fine and I was like, I need. I missed one collectible when I played it, which was annoying. Um, so I was like, right, well, I'll just get it on New Game Plus. So I was gonna, I was actually gonna go back and play oh it as frustrating Jesus. as the game was. But then they released this hardcore mode. I was like, well, well, I'll just do New Game Plus hardcore mode. So they've released New Game Plus and put a new achievement out for New Game Plus. And then a few weeks, well, hardcore mode's out now. It came out a few weeks after New Game Plus. But they've released hardcore modes. So if you wanted to get those achievements, you would need to play the base game, New Game Plus, and then play hardcore mode. And then there's a hardcore mode, New Game Plus. So that's another three playthroughs, and I'm not prepared to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? Oh, my God. Yeah. No. That game it was just hardcore. A... Jesus. Yeah, I, it was. I can only assume it was like, right, well, we've, we'll put our game out before Dead Space, but then we'll hold off hardcore mode and new game plus till Dead Space is out. I think there's some story stuff coming out for it as well. In, Eventually, uh, yeah. yeah but I might play that, but I'm yeah. not playing it through three more times. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, good. Now, what are we going to do to talk about, though? I think with Hogwarts Legacy, that's just come out. And it being an open world game and that kind of world. We're just talking about open world games and what's up. Maybe first of all, what's your favourite open world game that you've really enjoyed and spent time in? Have you got one, Paul? Um, it would have to be Elden Ring. Ah. Just because, you know, that's a 
brilliant example of an open world done right. You can wander around, you can do whatever you want. Um, you can get into various scrapes and fights, and there's always something to find. Um, so, yeah, for me, Elden Ring. Um, and if you didn't think that Elden Ring was a suitable game, I had a backup of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Both good. Because I, I know you're a fussy bug. So. I like. I think Elden Ring, you're right. I think the amazing thing about Elden Ring exactly is you can go anywhere really from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, you will die. But you yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you will. Yeah, but you can just wander off wherever you want. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's what was interesting about Elden Ring is that you had that little pointer, didn't you? The the from the I could say bonfires, not bonfires, whatever the hell they're called. And they would point you towards like this is where you need to go, like at the beginning. Yeah, the sights mm-hmm. of grace. Yeah, be a little bit of light coming off to show you which way to go. But you should then you could completely ignore and go in a different yeah. direction. And in a way, you shouldn't go there because like you head towards that first one, you're dead. You need to build up. <laughs> I like the fact as well with everyone. The great thing about that everyone comes out of this without with a little bit of spoiler if you haven't played it already, but you come out of that sort of first dungeon and then you see the guy on the horse. And you mm-hmm. go, I'm gonna have a go at him, and then he just. Wow. And he just batters <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I, but in the old Dark Souls games, that would be it, wouldn't it? You're you're going to have to have a go at that to get past. Yeah. And this one, you can go off. That's what made it amazing. Yeah. Good call. You can sneak off. Yeah. <laughs> I did the first. What I loved about I played <laughs> my first Dark Souls experience. I went, I went, I got out there. I had a go at that guy. I thought no, it's like, and I went to the right, and it ended up in a little sort of like ruins. This is quite early. I went down some stairs and then I I got zapped like a little teleport thing by opening the case. Oh, and I, yeah, and yeah. I ended up in an area that was like, you know, for level 50 or something. <laughs> and I couldn't get out. And I had to start the game again because I was like, I couldn't get back. And it was a really clever way. And luckily, I'd only done an hour or two, an hour and a bit. So I had to start because it was like, I can't get out of this mine. Without just people breathing on me and dying, oh, I was like, yeah, yeah I, cool. I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, there's really like nice. the crystal creatures and that's stuff right. Yeah, there, isn't there? yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, that was very sneaky. So, Realistic. but yeah, it was if you were careful and you sneaked about, you were all right. Yeah, very good. But you're about as stealthy as a bus. So. Yes, it was. I wasn't very stealthy. Um, what about you, Richard? What's your favourite one? I was going to mention it in the games I've been playing this week, but um, for me, it's, it's Yakuza Zero. Mm. Um, I'd, I played it again at the weekend, just to sort of refresh myself before Like a Dragon Ishin comes out. And, well, I've, I've got time for a quick story. Mm. Oh, there's always uh, time for a story. So a few weeks ago, I was, I was ill with this cold um, that I've probably still got a little bit of. Um, but it was so it was so bad that I couldn't sleep on an evening because the way that I snore just meant that I was choking all the time. So I, I was sort of left to to stay awake. Right. And you know when you watch you watch these YouTube videos of like 4K landscapes with calming music. Mm. I had one of those on, and it, and it was it was definitely relaxing me, but it wasn't working in terms of sending me to sleep. So I then found this live stream of um, one of the streets in Shinjuku. Or Shinjuku, which is where the Yakuza world set, 
And then I was on Google Maps, sort of looking around this area, and I realised I knew exactly where I was because of the map in Yakuza Zero, and I knew <laughs> where I needed to go in, if I wanted to find a specific location. So I was just like, I then went back on it, and I, and I was like, I was I was doing it via Google Maps, and then translated it into the game, and I was just I was just blown away by this place that I've never been to before in my life, how. I already knew my way around it, mm. and I mean that—that's—that's that's one thing. That's just one aspect of why it's like my my favorite open world. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think you're you're the same with Hogwarts now, aren't you, Gareth? I am. I feel like I know it. I could walk my way around it now. Um, yeah, no. It's, it's. I think that Q's good game. It has a real sense of a city actually. I really liked. Um, in it, it's a, yeah. It's an amazing kind of like just walking around and kind of like a place that looks alive that it looks like it can exist without you yeah it's so densely detailed like i know that we we laugh and joke that gareth likes to look look in shop windows when he's driving around (laughs) edinburgh (laughs) but in 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 the yakuza world everything's just so detailed like you you will just stop and and look into a a shop even though you can't enter the shop it's just because it's just rendered Mm. and there's 3d everything's in 3d it's not just like a a crappy jpeg smashed in front of a a window it's yeah. just so detailed it's unlike anything else yeah um good i've got so yeah. many choices but i go on let what? me just i was just about to say i've never played one of these yakuza games do you think i should do you think i'd like it i think you yeah, might do actually I, yeah it's 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 like um did you ever play tekken force on the was it Tekken three? You know, yeah. When you're wandering around, it's sort of like a a, a beat 'em up in an open world. Oh, okay. And it's got a really good story, and then you can do karaoke and all sorts. And it's got the oh, original. You can app. do karaoke, sold. Can you do fishing? You, you can actually. <laughs> I forgot, but you can. And you can do the original outrun is ported into Yakuza Zero. Excellent. I think you would be. I think you would. I think you would. Yeah, I think you would. You know, when I finally find I've time to play games like for fun, like yeah, when you've got a spare hundred hours, some kind of filthy casual, you know, it'll be (laughs) it'll be on my list. And what do you think I'm going to go for? You two, what's your guesses? Uh, I'm going to say some kind of dodgy walking simulator. (laughs) Good. Okay, Richard. No, no, I don't know, actually. I think I'm going to go for Red Dead 2. I am definitely going to go for Red Dead 2. Um, and I think on the open world experience, I think this. I think when Red Dead 2 came out, the experience, which not which hadn't happened in an open world, was the idea that you're walking along, instead of quest markers, which you still had to go to this quest, but instead of things over people's head, like when you go to an open world, go, come and talk to me. <laughs> you know, little things. That, things would happen in the world, and you could go, "What's going on over there?" And then walk over, and then you're in an event. Then you're in a kind of you. Then you're in the narrative of that little story. And these things should happen randomly all the time. So they weren't. They weren't. If you pass this area now at this point, that's going to happen. Something. Something that might happen then, but it might happen over here, or it might happen a different way, or you might have to come past it at a certain time. 
and that stuff was really like for the first time really exciting of going wow like i remember just <laughs> walking past these in the woods these Klu Klux clan people were trying to kill someone and they did it badly and they set themselves alight by mistake <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it was like this is brilliant you know you just happen upon these things and other times you're you know it would be like you're going to a full-on quest or something or it would lead on to another thing just by discovering something and i don't think rpgs i mean rock um rockstar have done that a little bit with G- gta before especially in the gta 5 but not as much as this not as much of like this world is kind of again like we talked about live and the breathing and things could happen and the responses could happen to how you're doing stuff and yeah and just that mixture of kind of like for me the G- of of that world of like you know you know wilderness and like different terrains of wilderness being in the kind of snow bits and then these cities you know little cities and towns and and places and the idea again of being in a camp which is a great idea at the time that you're in a camp and you you have a little base and there's little little people in the camp that you get to know really well and you can sort of cook there, <laughs> have your own little bedroom, not a little tent area, they put your own stuff up. I kind of that was that was kind of amazing as well. Yeah, I love that game. I really did love that game for that open worldness. A lot of people have problems with, you know, shooting mechanics and stuff that I never really bothered me. But I, I really like yeah, that just that sense of this huge open world. I remember there's a great bit when you kind of go, I remember, I think I've said this in the podcast before, you stumble across a hut and inside all these skeletons are there and you realise it's a cult place. And I kind of, one of those things, you know, when you look online and someone says, I'll wait till two o'clock and then then the spacecraft appeared (laughs) 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 at a certain time. You realise there were cults looking for this space place because they're all sort of dead. And they they killed themselves by poison maybe or something. Yeah, it was like amazing little kind of things like that. Yeah, there you go. Red Dead 2, Yakuza, and Elden Ring. That's three good. That's three good games. That's like three hundred hours of playtime there. Absolutely. Yeah. We could have a uh, honourable mention for like the Fallout games as well. Yeah, I was going to suggest just from Fallout. What you were yeah. Saying, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About wandering around and finding stuff. I mean, Fallout 3 was my first proper experience of a big open world game, yeah. and it's even now it's still a fantastic game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that Fallout, um, the universe of that is very good. Yeah. Yeah, seconded from me, just the, the Easter eggs that are available in the Fallout games and, and stumbling across them, I, I think, is unparalleled, really. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get some more open world games this year, are we? Uh, we've got Starfield, of course, hopefully. Um, are we going to get build, hopefully. big open worlds? Final Fantasy, uh, is that an open world? I suppose that is, isn't it? A little bit. I don't know, actually. Right. I know the last one was. I don't think they've said about this one. Uh, Red, uh, Redfall will be open world. Yeah, yeah as I was well, saying uh, Redfall's definitely got elements of it, hasn't it? So you can pretty much go wherever you want, according to the thing that we saw the other day. So, yeah, it should be uh, quite interesting. It should be a good year for open world. You'll be, be in your element. There was yeah. a there was a thing this week in Playground. I think there's a rumor about the Fable game from Playground Studios, the famous Force of Horizon people. Uh, someone said that's playable from start to finish now. So will we get that at the Ooh. end of the year? Maybe. But playable means what? Well, it's playable, but it's a mess. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> it didn't say it was good. It just said it was playable. You could get through it. Oh, said, didn't they say that about Cyberpunk three years <laughs> before it released? <laughs> they did, yeah. It looked good when me and Neil saw it at one of the festivals. It was good. 
before it came out. It was good. I mean, I played it when it yeah, first came I out. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I like it. And that's a great open world. Vertical, you know, lots going on. Amazing. That's that's probably the most alive open world yeah. I've been in. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you could throw The Witcher 3 then in there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good shout. Really good shout. Mm-hmm. That's a great, yeah. Okay, you lot. Um, what are we looking forward to next week? Paul, what are you looking forward to? Um, what am I looking forward to? I'm going to go fishing at the weekend with my friends I haven't seen for a little while, so that'll be good. Um, but mainly what I'm looking forward to at the moment is going to the chippy as soon as I've finished talking to you guys, because I am Hank Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Richard? Um, Theatre Rhythm Final Bar Line is out, which is the musical spin-off for the Final Fantasy games. That's on Switch and PS4. Uh, love those games love the music and i think there's over 500 songs in this one so there's plenty to choose from and on sunday it's the super bowl my yes, team's in course. it yeah to good it. luck with that yeah um i'm gonna just play i'm gonna go back to dead space because i've been in hogwarts for review purposes so i'm gonna go and spin because i only did the first bit for oh, let's play so i'm gonna go back good. It's really it's so good. good. I'm really enjoying it. Great. I, I, I will get round to writing the review someday when I'm not quite so scared anymore. <laughs> good. Now, if we need to get hold of you, where can we get hold of you, Paul? Um, I am on the Twitter, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. And Richard, where can we get hold of you? I am on Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is at Double And you can get me on Twitter and Twitch at GB Briley. But for now, gentlemen, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.